Hello and welcome to another episode of Virtual Legality. I'm your host, Richard Hogue, managing member of the Hogue Law Business Law Firm of Northville, Michigan. And oh, I think I brought up the wrong article. Anthem Sekiro top nominees for the Game Critics Award Best of E3 2018. That can't be what I meant to talk about today. Maybe this next one. Cyberpunk 2077 lands five awards, including top honors at Gamescom. I'm very sorry about this, folks. I seem to be getting these articles wrong. Oh, here it is, February 24th, this afternoon, an Anthem update from the Bioware blog. Always a bit of an auspicious title for an update from your favorite video game developer. But before we talk about this Anthem update, I think we have to talk about the previous Anthem update. That's right, the one from February of 2020, in which then Bioware general manager Casey Hudson said, we get it, Anthem wasn't great, we're going to fix it. Or more precisely, he said, over the last year, the team has worked hard to improve stability, performance, and general quality of life while delivering three seasons of new content and features. We have also heard your feedback that Anthem needs a more satisfying loot experience, better long-term progression, and a more fulfilling endgame. So we recognize that there's still more fundamental work to be done to bring out the full potential of the experience, and it will require a more substantial reinvention than an update or expansion. Over the coming months, we will be focusing on a longer-term redesign of the experience, specifically working to reinvent the core gameplay loop with clear goals, motivating challenges, and progression with meaningful rewards, while preserving the fun of flying and fighting in a vast science fantasy setting. And to do that properly, we'll be doing something we'd like to have done more of the first time around, giving a focused team the time to test and iterate, focusing on gameplay first. Now, this is an amazing set of statements as it was back in February of 2020. It's still an amazing set of statements right now. Understand what this says. This says that we know at Bioware that Anthem doesn't have right now clear goals, motivating challenges, and progression with meaningful rewards. We're also willing to admit as the last sentence of this section that the focused team that made the game didn't have apparently the proper time to test and iterate or focus on gameplay first. So, This was a weird thing that Bioware went out with in any event, and I certainly give them credit for saying this when they did. This is the kind of thing that a company says when they know that what they went out there with as a product was so beneath the bar that they need to set for themselves in order to keep brand goodwill, to keep people thinking nice thoughts about the Bioware image that they said, we are going to make it right. We're going to spend resources to fix a game that you've already purchased because we understand how much of a black spot this game on the market is for us. Of course, that was February of last year, and this is February of this year. Mr. Hudson finishes his statement from last year saying, I look forward to working together with your involvement and feedback towards the best possible future for Anthem. Now, over the course of last year, we would see updates most prominently from a Bioware team member by the name of Christian Daly, who in this blog post, May Anthem Update, introduces himself, gives you the nice sympathetic picture. He's covered in doggos, has a baby, looks like a nice guy. I have absolutely nothing against Mr. Daly. He is unfortunately the messenger for today's news. As of May of last year, he was just Christian. My name is Christian, and I am the studio director for the Bioware Austin office that is leading the production of what we are exploring next, all capital letters, for Anthem. Nice to meet you. Again, all capital letters. Prior to this role, I was the franchise development director for the Anthem Live service, helping guide the development of our post-launch updates. 
we are going back and experimenting slash prototyping to improve on the areas where we believe we fell short. Again, because they were going to do this Anthem Next project, BioWare through Electronic Arts is going out with a lot of public messaging saying, we know the product we sold to you was not up to our standards, does not satisfy you as an audience, and that means something to us. That is important to us that we make it right. So much so that they were going to go through a whole long process. Or as Mr. Daly says here, spoiler, this is going to be a longer process. This was known in both February and May of last year. And yes, the team is small, but the whole point of this is to take our time and go back to the drawing board. Electronic Arts was defying all expectations, putting their money where their mouth was, and fixing a product that they, and Bioware, believed shouldn't have gone to market in the form that it was in. So everything's basically all right as of May of last year. We can respect the effort. We can respect the resources and the money, although certainly I think a lot of us that are consumers of video games would prefer that it not go out there in the first place and ask for your 60, 70, 80, or $100. But then everything changed. As we said in a video that we did at the very end of last year, in December, BioWare had some issues. You never want to see a blog post on your company website that is done by your immediate parent entity. A message from Laura Melee, Chief Studios Officer, Electronic Arts. We strive for all of our studios to be places where talented, creative people come to do career-defining work. A dimension of this ambition is that sometimes those people want to try something different. Casey Hudson, GM, and Mark Dara, executive producer of Dragon Age, are two of those people, and they've decided to move on from Bioware. Now, as I said in that video, please do check it out. It's from December of last year. None of this statement passes the smell test for me. You don't have electronic arts swooping in to make these statements. You don't have two major people at your studio leave at once. You don't have a lack of a replacement if you're a publicly traded company for such a major position at one of your studios. And if you plan to keep up with Anthem Next and the promise to Anthem fans and Bioware fans in general that you are going to make it right, well... You don't elevate the person that is responsible for that project to an entirely different project while you're scrambling around. But that's not what Electronic Arts did. I'm also excited to announce Christian Daly, he of the Doggos and Baby, who joined Bioware from Blizzard, will be leading our Dragon Age project currently in development. Christian is a fantastic creative leader, and I look forward to you all getting to know him in the coming days. We recently announced Mass Effect, the Legendary Edition, and Mike Gamble is leading a team hard at work on that franchise's future. The search for a new GM is underway. As of late February, I could not find a news item that suggested that Bioware has a permanent general manager at this point in time. Understand, in December of last year, this was a mad scramble. I don't know what led to Mr. Hudson and Mr. Dara leaving in the fashion that they did, but this is extraordinarily unusual for a public company and individuals of this stature at a subsidiary of that public company. So in that scramble, I understand that Electronic Arts was caught unaware, had to move people around. They clearly have very good things and thoughts about Christian Daly, more power to him, but moving him off the Anthem project was the death knell in December. We just found out about it today. Anthem update, February 24th, 2021. Friends, in the spirit of transparency and closure, we wanted to share that we've made the difficult decision to stop our new development work on Anthem, aka Anthem Next. We will, however, continue to keep the Anthem live service running as it exists today. That should probably say 
for now. As you probably are aware, if you follow any live services games or any server-based video games, as a hobbyist, these things last precisely as long as there are enough people to make it worth the company's while. And I'm not trying to take away from Electronic Arts or Bioware on this score, but certainly now that Anthem won't get fixed, now that even in Bioware's own statements, what is out there in the marketplace is something that they feel is substandard, that doesn't have that cool gameplay loop, that doesn't have a rewarding system, whatever you might want to frame that as, this is effectively a dead game walking, and don't be surprised if Electronic Arts cuts support in the relatively near future. Again, I really don't want this to be seen as dogpiling on Mr. Daly. He is the messenger here. There is no question he was not the final arbiter of this decision. He was only put in this role two months ago. This was an Electronic Arts decision. We heard talk of this through Bloomberg and Jason Schreier that they were evaluating the Anthem Next proposition. I will tell you that they evaluated it in December and found it wanting when they elevated Mr. Daly. Continuing with his statement, since Anthem's launch, the team has been working hard to continually improve the game, releasing multiple updates that brought with them a variety of improvements and introduced new content to play. Towards the end of 2019, we expanded on that effort and started working on a more fundamental restructure of the game. Now, what's interesting about that is that Anthem Next not only was something that I think we could look kindly upon as Bioware trying to fix its past mistakes, it was also a bit of cover. If you go back to that February 2020 post from Mr. Hudson, you will see reference made to the fact that they're not going to do season updates. They're not going to do what you would ordinarily expect a live services game to do. Why? Because they were devoting the time and resources necessary to actually fixing it up from the foundations. And by making that promise, I think they got themselves a little bit of sympathy or empathy, however you want to frame it, towards what they were trying to achieve. But it did mean that they probably didn't get the appropriate amount of criticism for not supporting the game during this interregnum period, this last year up until now, where they really didn't provide new content to play, didn't provide meaningful updates, didn't look like a company that was willing to put the resources in if Anthem Next doesn't actually come to fruition, as is the case today. During the development, we've provided updates revealing some of the team's work through blog posts and conversations with you on social media, and it's been inspiring for us to see the positive reactions and feedback. I've been incredibly proud of the work the team has been doing and excited to see and play each new build of the experience. This paragraph is interesting, right? We talk in corporate messaging terms about what are you trying to achieve with each piece of information that you're putting out there to the public. In this case, I don't honestly know. This sounds a little bit like back padding. We want you to know that we were actually doing something behind the scenes. We didn't just say, hey, Anthem Next is coming and then immediately abandon it so you didn't think about our live services. I was enthused about the positive reactions. I talked about space pirates and all sorts of fun stuff. Anthem Next looked like it had some interesting ideas as we followed it last year. But it's very small consolation for whoever the audience is that is reading this post today and into the future. Hey, I wanted that product. You made me think I was getting that product. I wasn't critical of the fact that you weren't supporting the game I loved. And it's great that you're loving the fact that you did stuff behind the scenes that we'll never see, but I don't know what I'm supposed to do with that information. It's a very interesting paragraph in a bit, in a bit of messaging like this. Then we get the excuses. 2020 was a year unlike any other. However, and while we continue to make progress against all our game projects at BioWare, working from home during the pandemic has had an impact on our productivity 
And not everything we had planned as a studio before COVID-19 can be accomplished without putting undue stress on our teams. This paragraph is a little bit expected. It's a little bit of a double whammy. You'll see this throughout 2021 from various teams. The last bit of this, the undue stress on our teams, is trying to get the crunch cover, as we've talked about in virtual legality, which is to say, if there is project mismanagement, if there is something that you want to deliver as negative news, if there's a delay that you don't think that your audience will think is appropriate, you put out the crunch umbrella. You say, hey, we just don't want to make things harder on our people. And you get a little bit of soft coverage from the games journalism outlets uh, for saying something like that. In this particular instance, it's not terribly convincing because you had engaged in this project from the start with the understanding as conveyed to us both by Casey Hudson and Christian Daly that this was a long-term project that Electronic Arts was willing to put the resources behind and the fact that every other video game developer and publisher in the industry is having to deal with the same kind of remote work conditions as Electronic Arts. This is, make no mistake about it, a choice an economics-based choice. As we said at the top of this video, as we said last February and last May, this was always a really odd play from Electronic Arts and Bioware. You put your product out there, oh, it's not any good. You go and you hide from it. You know, Insomniac released Fuse. I don't think they ever talked about it again. Suddenly you're making Spider-Man. Nobody even remembers what Fuse is. Game developers and publishers make bad things. Now, I don't love the trajectory that Bioware is on, but sometimes you put something bad out there and you don't think about it again. They thought that Anthem was bad enough that it needed to be corrected. Once you cross that threshold, it's a matter of will and it's a matter of desire. And Electronic Arts went out there with a year of making people think that this was coming and then used COVID-19 and various articles and softness around crunch and developer lives to say, nah, we don't want to pay for that because honestly, it was never going to make the money back for Bioware on that project. The hope was that it would make the money back for Bioware in terms of goodwill, brand recognition, and nice feelings about Bioware on the whole. The No Man's Sky approach. Nobody likes Hello Games when No Man's Sky releases. Now, No Man's Sky and Hello Games are getting awards about how fan-friendly they are and how great their updates are. And I have to admit, they're fantastic. And that was what No Man's Sky and Hello Games did. Electronic Arts, with much more money than Sean Murray and Hello Games, says, nah, why should we do that? We'll move on to greener pastures. And oh, by the way, rather than having our chief head of studios come out and give this message, we're going to make you do it, Christian Daly. I hope you're enjoying your new job. I know this will be disappointing to the community of Anthem players who have been excited to see the improvements we've been working on. It's also disappointing for the team who were doing brilliant work. I have no doubt about that. That is 100% sincere. Again, it's information that we can't really do with as consumers, but... Knowing game developers, knowing the industry, knowing the companies that make these things, that team is undoubtedly devastated. They really committed their lives. They, they gave a portion of their lives to working on this project. All of this stuff is above their pay grade. They don't get to make any of these decisions. And now it's just poof, it's gone. And maybe they're working on something they're as interested in tomorrow. Maybe they're not. And for me personally, Anthem is what brought me to Bioware. And the last two years have been some of the most challenging and rewarding experiences of my career. And now nobody will get to see the output from that, which cannot be fun if you're Mr. Daly. Game development is hard. Decisions like these are not easy. I love passive voice, right? It's not his decision, so he doesn't have much of a choice here. But I would have liked to have seen Electronic Arts come out with a little more cover for Bioware, especially after the moves that were made were effectively the captain abandoned ship. Moving forward, we need to laser focus our efforts 
as a studio and strengthen the next Dragon Age and Mass Effect titles while continuing to provide quality updates to Star Wars The Old Republic, which honestly I didn't know was still running. To the Anthem community, thank you for your passion and creativity. Your feedback and suggestions most certainly help shape the team's direction. And on a personal note, your kindness and encouragement were much needed last year. Please stay safe and be kind to each other, strong alone, stronger together. So effectively, Bioware says, ah, that was a really bad product we put out there. We acknowledge it. We're going to fix it. No, no, we're not. We're going to work on the next stuff. And why shouldn't you think we can accomplish those things? Because, hey, Mass Effect Andromeda was great. And we certainly aren't messing with the art style all throughout the Mass Effect Legendary Edition project that hopefully you're excited about. Please be excited because Dragon Age 4 and Mass Effect whatever don't look like they're anytime soon. So we've got Mass Effect Legendary Edition to bring some cash into our coffers. We hope you like it. And unfortunately, that's the position that Mr. Daly was put in. I don't love some of this messaging. I've talked about some of the paragraphs I think that are pretty useless. I think the excuses are pretty bland and basically unbelievable for what Electronic Arts and Bioware pledged to achieve. But all that being said, I really don't think it's Christian Daly's fault. So it's Electronic Arts. It's a history of Bioware. It's the trajectory they are on. And unfortunately, this is Anthem's final note. And we can only hope it isn't the final note for Bioware, a Bioware that I loved throughout my younger days of video gaming and I haven't loved for a very, very long time. This has been Virtual Legality for today. If you enjoyed talking about the business and law, corporate messaging, fun stuff of video games, music, movies, television, pop culture, please consider supporting the channel. We've got the normal support outlets, Patreon, Streamlabs, you got store items just below this video. Check them out if you are interested. Otherwise, just subscribe, ring the bell, do the dance, leave a comment for Google. Everything that can help grow the channel is very much appreciated, including, but not limited to, just telling your friends that we're having these conversations. If you caught this on YouTube, thank you so much for watching. And if you listen to it as a podcast, thank you so much for listening. And I will catch you on the very next episode of Virtual Legality. Virtual Legality is a YouTube video series with audio podcast versions presented as commentary and for education and entertainment purposes only. It does not constitute legal advice and does not create an attorney-client relationship. If you have legal questions about the topics discussed, please consult your own legal counsel.